Coming up next, the wild and crazy Haas Outdoors. How long does it take to get to the forest? That's not far. What are we going to do? Hike? Sure. Are we there yet? Yep. It's a short drive from your neighborhood to your naturehood. Visit discovertheforest.org, brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. It is time for the Haas Outdoors, bringing you the news, how-to tips, where to travel, information on events, making fun of Yellowstone tourists, rambling on things that don't make any sense, and just being a plain goofball. Here is your host, Charles Halls. I used to hang out at this local airport where I'm from. I was taking flying lessons. There was a story that went around the airport just to mess with the newcomers. Now, since I grew up around airports, I already knew about this story. A pilot was working on his airplane. This old dog that used to hang on the airport came up to his airplane and started drinking aviation fuel out of the hubcaps of the airplane. All of a sudden, the dog started running really fast in different directions, here and there and over yonder. Then all of a sudden, he stopped dead in his tracks and just fell over. And no, he did not die. He just ran out of gas. Growing up in the outdoors can give you all kinds of fond memories. My family used to go on vacations every year to different places. We always made sure that there was good fishing in them locations. One particular place we used to go to, called Atlantic Beach down in North Carolina, we used to go shark and bluefish fishing. It wasn't the real big sharks, it was a little sand shark that hang around on the beach. One day my brother and I was down on the beach fishing and I happened to catch a little sand shark about 18 inches. My brother's off at a distance yelling what kind of fish is and I was holding up and showing it to him. After trying to show it to him about three or four times, he hollered out, I can't see it. I yelled shark real loud. Now this was the time during when all them Jaws movies was coming out to the theaters. A lot of people were swimming and everybody came up out of the water. It looked like a marathon in the water trying to get up on the beach. After everybody came out of the water and was standing on the beach, there were some people looking around couldn't figure what was going on. And someone said, where's the shark at? And I said, right here. I said, I yelled my brother what kind of fish I caught. Everybody chuckled and got back in the water. We used to fish on the beach almost the whole entire time we were there. Around noon when the tide was low, we'd go out, we would go out and do some sightseeing or buying more bait. After we get back to the hotel room, we all grab our fishing rods and head down to the beach. We stay down to around dinner time. Then go up to the hotel room and eat our dinner real quick and come back down to the beach and do fishing again. We would stay down until about 2 or 3 in the morning, go back to the hotel room and sleep 2 or 3 hours, and get back up at 6 in the morning or 5 and go back down to the beach and do some more surf fishing. Then we'd come back for breakfast, fish a little longer than the tide goes down, we'd go do something else. By the time the end of the week, we were bone tired. After that one particular hotel we used to go to closed down, we started going into the mountains in my home state. There's a particular state park called Watoga that we used to go to every year for a long time. And there's some good fly fishing for smallmouth and trout and bluegill. Behind the lake, they had a small stream that had brook and brown trout in it. One afternoon, I was walking the banks of the creek, fly fishing for brooks and brown, and I stopped at this tree and was fishing. I kept hearing, Rrr. I looked around, nothing happened. Rrr. There it goes again. I looked around some more. Rrr. I'm like, where in the world is this coming from? Then I had a small limb land beside of me. I looked up the tree and there was a black bear looking down at me. I didn't pay attention to it. I kept on fishing and walked further down the stream. After I got done fishing, I came back to look for the bear, but he was gone. You know, I came from a non-hunting family. I had a group of friends that had BB guns and we decided to take a little stroll out in this field. We jumped in the quail and I shot a couple of them with the BB gun. Quail season was in at the time, so it's pretty much legal. Then we started coming back and shot more quail and that's what got me really hooked on hunting. Mom and dad wasn't too happy about 
about after they learned I started hunting and did a lot of things to make my hunting lifestyle very, very uncomfortable. Mom finally agreed to go hunting, but I had to turn everything loose that I shot. Now, how is that possible? Well, one day I shot my first batch of squirrels and she got mad and yelled at me, asked me how come I didn't turn them loose. I don't understand the logic behind that one. I don't think none of you all will either. So if you have any kids, show them how to go hunting, fishing, camping, hiking, gardening. They may enjoy it more than you did. I was going to go fly fishing this past weekend. It started raining Thursday evening and continued on through the weekend. The Muscle Shoal River is starting to go out of its banks. Here it is in the middle of May. I wake up in the morning and we have snow on the ground. Now some of you listeners east of the Mississippi River, this is kind of normal for us for this time of the year. Actually, we have snow any time of the year. Last year on 4th of July weekend, it was a pouring down of snow in the crazy mountains. One time I went to a ski resort just outside of Bozeman during the summertime. They still had snow on the ground and I saw a woman skiing wearing a pair of spandex shorts. I couldn't pass it up. I had to get some pictures of that. I showed it to my first mistake when I was married to her and she couldn't hardly believe her eyes either. There was seven inches of snow on the ground that day, and that was the first week of August. I wish I was a songwriter. I'd write a song called White Summer. And it'll go something like this. I'm dreaming of a white summer. Just like the ones we have in Montana. I know, I know. My voice sounds pathetic when I'm singing. You know, speaking of that, when I was in school, they wouldn't let me sing the national anthem I sung so bad. One of my friends from back east asked me, what's the weather like during the summer? I said, well, we don't pack away our winter clothes if that's what you're talking about. Even some of our trout streams stay cold during the summer. Some of the streams are so cold in the summer, if you fall in, you start screaming like a little girl. But if you're a woman, you start screaming like a crazy woman. Kevin season starting to wind down here. That is one job I would never have. I just can't think of sticking my hands in a cow's just to pull out a calf. No. No one could pay me enough money to do a job like that. I'd rather sit here on the radio and just gab away. I'm more good at that than anything. You know, it's getting that time again. All the Yellowstone tourists will be out and make them fools of themselves again. You know, I've actually witnessed some of the people in the park. Like, for instance, I've seen this woman from Italy. She was trying to feed a grizzly a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Now what kind of a moron that would do something like that? I was standing beside of her and she was going, Come here little bear. Come on eat the sandwich little bear. Come on little bear. I said it was time for me to get away from her so I walked away a few feet. Just enough to get a picture of her and the grizzly together. But some guy grabbed a sandwich out of her hand and said, That is not a good idea. If I was able to get a photo of her and a grizzly together, I would have donated that picture to the Forestry Service they can use for a poster as not what to do while you're in the park. Another incident I have witnessed, I was watching a black bear eat on a dead elk carcass and getting some photos of him at a safe distance. Out of the corner of my eye, I seen this old man wearing a t-shirt with suspenders, checkered shorts down to his knees, white socks, and a pair of tennis shoes. Trying to sneak up on a bear with an instant camera to get a picture of it. That is not a very bright thing to do. I was standing next to another photographer who I used to travel around the park with once in a while tapped on his shoulder and pointed at the guy we both spun our cameras around and followed the guy with the lens. Shortly after that the bear got irritated with him started growling and jumping up around and chasing so I ended up getting a picture of him running from the bear. This guy was also from Italy. One night I was sitting around with some friends of mine we was talking about the Yellowstone Park one of them said they should give an IQ test for letting anybody in the park and everybody started laughing at the table and I said no they don't want to do that. They thought would be bankrupt the first three months after they started that if a grizzly and a black bear come to your vehicle use your horn to scare them away well it really would be funny use an air horn on them you sit there in a the vehicle and say wait for it wait for it maybe they'll end up doing a complete backflip 
<laughs> That's the kind of person I am. With my luck, I'm probably on a PETA's hit list or some other animal rights group. Never approach any animals with babies. Bears, elk, and moose are the most dangerous. The elk has a really bad attitude when you start messing with their young ones. They lie will trump you to death. Same thing with buffalo. Grizzly will just save you for a later snack. If you do pick up a basic grizzly and hear this sound, chances are you're not going to be in a good way. You might as well just lean over and kiss your hind and go back because you're not going to be around much longer. So stay away far as you can. If you're with an outdoor organization like to share some news, or want to brag about a hunting and fishing trip you was on, or just want to ramble on something about hunting and fishing, please email me at hallsoutdoors at tragedystateradio.com. That's all the time we have, so thank you for listening in. This is Goofy Charles Halls, uh-huh, and Treasure State Radio saying so long and be safe out there. Listen out for Halls Outdoors, Mondays at 10.30 a.m. on TragestateRadio.com.